Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 159, My Brilliant Writing Planner, an interview with Susan May Warren, coming to you on Thursday, October 17th, 2019. Between interviewing Susie May and then editing the interview, I was laughing so much. This is such a fun podcast episode to listen to. She is so full of energy and life and ideas and creativity. And she's got this great, brilliant writing planner that I was using all last year and that I am super excited to use the new version again in 2020 because it's even better. So whether you're in the mood or in the market for a new writing planner for the next year, or you're just looking for some time management tips, we have got what you need. So Susie May and I have both taught uh, time management techniques to writers in various ways. And um, we both have a lot of ideas because we both tend to be people who want to have a little bit of structure to our lives, feel like we get more done. And Susie May makes some great comments about getting done the things that are really important to you and not just getting done everything that you decided to write on your to-do list. Really important distinction that I am choosing to think about a lot as I finish off this year and get ready for next year. So I wanted to let you know that um, my contract job has ended. I now am back to doing these sorts of things full time, my writing and podcasting and teaching. So yay, I've got some more time and we will go back to our weekly schedule starting right now. So next week, we've got another great show for you. If you are curious whether or not you know enough that you would want to teach other people in an online course, my friend Ellen, who helps me with my online courses, is going going to be talking about what she does as somebody who provides the uh, the structure and backbone for helping people to create online courses on her service. So that will be great next week. Also, if there's anything in particular that you wish that you could hear more of or a particular person that you would like me to see if I can get on the podcast, let me know. Reach out to me anytime. I am Kitty Buholtz on just about every form of social media. Some I notice faster than others, but um, you can also email me at kitty at kittybuholtz.com. You can go to my Facebook page. There's also a Right Now Workshop and Podcast, I think is what it's called, Facebook page, um, Twitter. Yeah, I am everywhere at Kitty Buholtz. So let me know what you're interested in and let me know that you're enjoying what you're getting and that you want me to continue. Um, pretty much every year I've been saying, do you like this? Do you want me to keep on going? Are you getting value from it? Um, I don't want to do something where no one else is getting value from it because I'm doing this um, paying for it out of my pocket, doing it with my own time um, in the hopes that I'm actually helping you. So if I'm not helping you or not that much and it wouldn't bother you if the podcast just went away, like that would be good information <laughs> because then I would have more time for writing. But if, fingers crossed, I really am helping you, I'm making you feel like you have more tools, you're um, always getting more interested again in your own writing projects by listening to other authors talking about their writing projects. If you feel like you're getting encouragement and um, hopefully maybe even a little laugh by listening to the podcast, uh, let me know because uh, about 
this time every year I'm thinking to myself, okay, should I keep going? Is it worthwhile? Are we helping people? Or is there some other way that I can be more helpful to people? So let me know. And if you have anybody in particular that you want me to try to get on the show, let me know that. Now, there is one thing that because with all of the hurry up and um, and finish my contract job. And then also my mother-in-law died. So we've had a lot of family business. It's taken up time. Um, I forgot to do the encouraging words episode for October. I've been doing it the first Sunday of every month and I just totally forgot about it. So I will get you an encouraging words episode this Sunday. That's, uh, let's see, today's Thursday. So one, two, three more days from now, there'll be another episode and it'll just be my short encouraging words episode. I've also got a couple of really interesting people with various different backgrounds who I've asked to um, to be on that episode and actually I would do an interview instead of just um, me talking for a short while. I would make it a little bit longer and do an interview. Um, just some really interesting insights that I've gotten from other people and I'm like, you know what, I would really like you to show, share that encouragement with my readers. Uh, sorry, listeners. I say that all the time, don't I? Well, that's what we are. We're writers mostly, right? <laughs> so, um, so I'll let you know when that happens. But in the meantime, look for another short episode from me on Sunday with some encouraging words for the month. And um, I hope that you are having a fantastic day and week. If it's just mediocre, then ask yourself what fantastic element has happened. Maybe um, a phone call or a text that made you laugh or that made you feel loved. One of my friends brought me and John over a loaf of zucchini bread just because I don't know if she had any reason, but she didn't give me any reason. She's just like, I've got a loaf of zucchini bread for you. When can I bring it by? And I'm like, okay, really feeling loved right now. <laughs> unexpected gifts of baked goods. Yay. <laughs> so um, ask yourself what unexpected lovely thing has been happening to you in your day or in your week. Um, and if you've got lots of them, so many that you're like, oh, it's, it's this and this and this and this, then yay. Thank God for that. And also, maybe it will give you an idea of some unexpected show of love that you could do for someone else. Who knows? In the meantime, while you're thinking about that, here is the episode with Susie May talking about her writing planner and how she goes about planning out her time, her year. And we talk about a lot of different time management techniques, both for writing, but also just for living our whole life, like how to feel more rested, more joyful and peaceful, get things done, get the right things done, and even how even how to remember to water your plants on time. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It made me laugh doing it and editing it, and I hope it makes you laugh too. It was great fun. Here's Susie May. Today's guest is Susan May Warren. Susie May is the USA Today bestselling author of over 70 novels with more than 1 million books sold, including Wild Montana Skies, Rescue Me, A Matter of Trust, and Troubled Waters. Winner of a Rita Award and multiple Christie and Carol Awards, as well as the Holt and numerous Reader's Choice Awards, Susan has written contemporary and historical romances, romantic suspense, thrillers, romantic comedy, and novellas. She makes her home in Minnesota. Welcome, Susie May. Hi, thanks for having me. This is going to be so much fun to chat with you again. This is. I can't believe it's been a year since you were on the show. I know. I know. It's, 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 I've missed you. So I'm really glad we're back together again. Me too. Me too. It's like old friends reuniting. <laughs> I know. It's good. It's good. So oh. thanks for having me. It's going to be awesome today to chat with you. 
Absolutely. And we actually, I'm happy to say that you are on for the third time and it's a third topic. So there you go. We're not I even know. repeating. Well, you know, it's, I always try to change it up a little bit. So I always give a new something that's going on. So that's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. So today we are talking about um, getting ready for 2020, um, yep. which I'm just really excited. I love the whole idea of 2020 hindsight, and I've been thinking about writing books that are set in 2020 or that come out in 2020. Right? Yeah. I, it's always amazing to me because I think 2020, okay, that's 20 years into the new century, right? And I think back to the 1920s and just how, you know, we felt like that was such a young, you know, it was so young, but for us, it's like we've already lived 20 years into the new century. So, yeah. yeah. And so, and I think Roaring Twenties kind of books should come out because now that we're in the 2020s again, we could have like a new, I don't know. Anyway. I like but, it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, so how do we do Roaring Twenties with AI and zombie apocalypse? <gasps> oh, oh, we could think of something. I, I yes, I, yes. <laughs> have like the roaring, you could have, you could go back to the bootleg thing where it's like the AI, it's like, it's like illegal to own an AI, right? Oh. But then they have to like transport AIs around and so you can make it like a bootleg story. But oh then God. the zombie thing, like, like what if they thought the AIs were causing the zombie? I don't know. We could, oh. I'm sure we can figure out something. You and I, we could brainstorm and really make it happen. All right. We might have to do it. We'll have to yes. do some sort of a book of short story, an anthology. <laughs> Of zombie AI, we're in twenties, yeah, with flappers and gangsters. I love it. it. Okay, well, as much as I really want to pursue that topic as well, what I really wanted to talk to you. Um, So you and I have um, have like a a mutual respect and admiration of structuring our lives and trying to figure out how can we get a lot done. But also, I think you might be like this. I've started becoming also plan to have time off and not Mm -hmm. just get to the end of the year and be exhausted and be like, wow, I probably should have taken more time off. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You have to. In fact, when you're an entrepreneur or a writer where you're, you're running your own business in life, the temptation is to just keep going, just keep going. And, and at some point you got to sit down and say, let's take a break and, and breathe. This weekend, my husband and I were moving into our uh, uh, downstairs after a big room model and I kept working and kept working. Not, one more box, one more box. My husband finally said, Susie, you have to stop working. And I'm like, if I stop working, I'm going to sit down and realize how tired I am. And then I'm not gonna be able to get back up, you know? And so, and we do that as writers. We're like, just keep working. And at some point we do need to sit down and say, okay, I'm tired. And then, then you have to say, I need to be refreshed. How do I get refreshed? Right? So yes. So planning that time off is, is really key. And a lot of entrepreneurs and writers do not do that. Right. Right. So uh, last year was the first year that I actually bought your planner. You created a planner. So for people who aren't familiar with um, this yet another entrepreneurial side trip that you've done, um, <laughs> let's kind of start. You're a uh, award-winning, best-selling, full-time author. And at, at some point you said, you know what I should do? One more thing. I'm going to make a planner. <laughs> Yes. Well, here's what happened. So, um, so I, on the side, I also run a company called Novel Academy or my book therapy, and and it helps writers to uh, write, to write a book, sell the book and have a career, right? So we say we help you get published, stay published and, and build a writing career. So along those lines, I was talking about careers and people are saying, well, how do you do this? How do you organize your time? Because the way you make money in writing is to produce, it's, I say, quality, quantity, quickness, right? So you've got to have quality books, 
quantity means you have to put them out at a regular basis so that you you feed your readership and then they have to be quick you know you have to learn how to put them out fairly quickly uh, a lot of times you know you might be one of those authors that writes one great book a year and and it sells a hundred thousand copies and that's fantastic but that's actually about one percent of the population the rest of us working writers put out three books a year or whatever and 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 we you know and we make about the same money but we have to work a little bit harder and that's just you know that's just the realities of being a working author today right so so people would ask me how many how do you do this how do you put out so many books and 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 obviously I was a homeschooling mom for a long time and then my you know teenager mom and football mom and all this kind of stuff and so how did I do all of those things and write books and some books some years I wrote six books and so it was like, how did you get so many books out? And I, for a long time, have used uh, what's called a power blocking system. It's the way to get stuff done. And we can dive into that a little bit more in a little bit. But I, I started to, uh, so what I did is I actually, and I've created my own planner for many, many years. And so, so I, I put up, I actually just created my planner and put it up on Amazon as like a POD just to see. And within like a day, I'd sold 200 copies. And I was like, wow. wow. And I had a lot of people write to me and say, we love this. And then of course they gave me a list of the things they wanted to see. <laughs> and, yeah. and and I got pictures of, you know, like people would take it and they, I, it was a hardbound and they, or not hardbound, but um a perfect bound so they would take off the spine and they would spiral it and stuff like that and so so then the next year we actually created a planner um which was last year's official first hardcover cool planner and um and that came out and that was really great we had a few glitches on that one too we loved it <clears throat> but there was a few things that we didn't love so then we we listened to feedback and we did it again this year and this year's planner is so fabulous i just love it um but it was just a, it's basically it's I want people to succeed in life and not everybody does all the things in the planner, but it kind of helps you think through your life and your day and how you, how you live your life in such a way that sort of like a decorating magazine, right? So you have a deck, you're going to decorate your home, you get a magazine and you look at all the options and, Oh, I want to try this and maybe I'll do this over here. And, and if, and then sometimes you get even like a worksheet in the back. Okay. You're going to start with your theme and then what kind of feeling you're going to create in your room. And then what pieces do you have? And, you know, sort of this sort of thing. Well, the planner does the same thing. It's sort of like, here's some ideas of how you could work, structure your life. And this year's planner, I'm really excited. It's a, it's called value-based planning. Um, and so we're going to, and so we can talk about that a little bit more, but it's like, how do I, how do I run my life based on my values, the things that bring me joy, the things that matter to me, how do I, how do I run my life that way? And so having, for me, making that switch really brought a lot of value to my life. And, um, and so we can dive into a little bit more of that um, later, but that's how the planner started. Wow. Can I just say, I am so excited about this values-based thing because I just in the last couple of weeks have been thinking, okay, how can I like live and work in the things that really I think are going to be, um, have long lasting meaning. And I've been thinking, I don't, I don't know how to make money from these things, but these are the things that I really think will make my life meaningful because I think it will give meaning to you know, spots in other people's lives. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my present for 2020 from you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. So, so small, quick story. So last year um, in January, I found out I had cancer oh, gosh. and I don't have cancer today. Praise yeah. the Lord. I'm cancer free, but 
But what happened was that I went on this journey this past year, breast cancer, went on this journey this past year of having cancer and having a, having a, you know, surgery and then having radiation. I didn't have to have chemo, which was great. And, but all of these things, and it made me think about my life. And I thought, and because my, I mean, I had a great prognosis, I caught it early. It was all great, but it made me think, what if I hadn't? What if I hadn't, you know, and I had other people in my life that had much more serious breast cancer, you know, and I was looking at their lives and I was thinking, I don't want to be done without making sure I've lived my life in a, the way that I wanted to live it. And of course, we all have regrets. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. But we can't deal, we can't live with regret. We have to say that was then. What I have is today, right? So I want to live today according to my values. And, and so first I have to figure out what my values are. So I came up with uh, my own personal sort of values assessment and how do I find my values? And there's a lot of ways that you, and everybody's got values. Like we have like, we have like human being values, you know, like, sir, I will not murder, you know, stuff yeah. like that, right? <laughs> and, 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 and we, as, and if you're a Christian, you have Christian values, whatever your faith is, your, your values are some are often determined by your faith, right? But then you, everybody else has personal values, things that you find personally important, right? And so, so I came up with this little test to help me figure out what were the things that were personally important to me. And then based on that, what were my goals based on those personal values, right? And so now I can like look at my life and say, well, I have these things that are options for me. But only this one aligns with my values. So now I'm going to choose this one, right? Ah. And, and sometimes my values are making money, okay? So I'm just going to be honest with that. I want to make money so that I can go, you know, pay off my house or go on vacation with my family or provide for my, my children in a certain way or whatever. So, so if that value, if that thing right there makes money, I could say, okay, even though it doesn't necessarily, you know, expand the universe, you know, whatever it is. If it makes money, it still is a value to me to be able to, to provide for others and, and this sort of thing. So sometimes I can say, okay, I don't love doing this, but I do love the, the, what I get out of it. But I can't do only that because we can only work, we can only do that a little bit because these things kind of can suck the life out of you. Yeah. So you have to have other things that you love to do that add other values that, that make it worthwhile, right? And so, so, so that's kind of of how I, I started to shift my life. And so now all of my choices and projects are based on my values. And I can deliberately say, yes, I'm doing this because of this, because of my greater value of whatever. So, so anyway, so that's helped me make decisions. It's helped me figure out my life. It's helped me create space in my life. So like, for example, one of my things is every morning I spend about an hour in what I call Miracle Morning. It's not my term. It's a guy named Hal Elrod who came up with that. He's got a book called Miracle Morning. And so I took it and I morphed it for myself. But I love it. It brings so much value to my life. And so I'm like, I could do anything else that in that hour, but I do that. And it adds more value to my life. So I don't know. So anyway, that's just a little introduction to it. But this year's planner has the values assessment in it at the beginning to help you figure out what your goals are for the rest of the year. Oh my so, gosh. I yeah. love it already. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I loved it too. It was really fun. So, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Oh, there's, I have like 42 questions. I'm like, which direction, which, which question has the most value right now? <laughs> well, let me do one thing. Um, everyone who's listening won't be able to get a ton of value from this, but for everybody who's watching on YouTube, or if you go back to the YouTube channel, just to check this out, I just want to show you, this is not some little planner. Um, I have to figure out how to close it. Oh, yeah. It's quite big. Um, so I'm going to just show you my planner. This is the uh, 2019 version. 
She's got yes. this beautiful, colorful color cover. It's got uh, tabs. Let's see. I don't know if you can see them very well, but tabs yep. for uh, every month of the year. And then the back one is a story tab because there are uh, extra things um, having to do with planning out your book. And like you said, it's not only got this wonderful wire binding, this is last year's, but you can see it's quite a big book. It and, is. Yeah. And, and let me just say that one of the things I was concerned about last year was, oh my gosh, it's such a big book. And I'm, I'm a completer. I need to complete things. So I was thinking, what if it's a waste of time and money because I don't actually use every page, but I'm going to come back and answer what I, what I found to be my answer to that for, for, uh, for the last year. Uh, and then this is the 2020 version. So still really similar. Um, it's got a slightly different kind of binding. It's also got the uh, the elastic cord that holds it close, which is nice, and, um, and very, very similar structure. But I do want to say before you start telling us a little bit about, so, and just so that everybody's clear, this is not a sales pitch, but um, by looking at the planner that, um, that I'm now in love with and that Susie May created for herself and then, you know, has been selling to anyone who thinks that they, you know, would get uh, value out of um, organizing their writing and their life this way. Um, this is what I found. I had a whole bunch of other ideas about how I was going to organize things after seeing how Susie May had organized things. So if you're a, um, I like to see the whole month at a glance person, which I often am, there is that page for every month. And then there are weekly pages and they're with the actual dates on them, but also there's a different weekly page that is um, just a list. And sometimes that's what I need. I need to make a list of every single thing that needs to be done this week. And then I'll figure out what day I'm going to do each thing. Yes, yes. That I, and I'm gonna let you talk in one second. I, oh, you're good. <laughs> I'm just telling everybody the exciting things that I have found in it. Um, I got into a place, so everybody who's been listening to the show for a while um, knows that I've been uh, having some struggles with burnout and, and trying to um, recover from it in a healthy way and at a healthy pace, not like, oh, I've got burnout. Okay, hurry up and recover this week so we can get back to work next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the last couple of months, I actually have not, I don't think, I think there are months of blank sections in here where I haven't used it at all, but... Um, about two weeks ago, I think I was interviewing somebody who was talking about, um, their gratitude journal or something having to do with gratitude. And so I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I haven't been doing that for a long time and I should just go and write it in, um, in my big planner because there's a space for that. There's a, there's yeah. a whole space every week where you can write, can be gratitude or inspiration or, you know, like I write Bible verse stuff in there sometimes. And so, and so on the day that I had breakfast with this person, I wrote grateful for a fantastic breakfast with Maria. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to use that. So, so here's a whole bunch of, that was my brain dump of all the things that I love about uh, just you have a portion of all the things that are in the journal. So um, let's talk about because we don't want this to be a sales pitch about your journal, right. but this right. is a time of year that a lot of us, especially the planners amongst us, are thinking, all right, what can I do differently next year? Or what went well this year that I need to repeat? And um, for some people, it, it's going to be a paper planner. I'm really into paper. I'm a very tactile person. I like to yeah. touch things. Me too. Other people are going to want to do it online or use a bullet journal. But in general, there are still lots of 
time management and story management and project management tips that between the two of us, we have more than an hour's worth. But so I'm going to stop talking and let you kind of talk about some of the tips and how some of them made them into the journal and others are just the way that you manage to get that much stuff done every year, which is amazing. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, Okay. So first I'm going to ping off something you said, and that was you like to write it all down. For me, that's a, a big part of my planning is, you know, aside from my goals and all this kind of stuff, we also approach our, we also all approach our week with like a myriad of stuff in our brain. And I find that, um, that, and I, I find that when I have clutter in my brain, it doesn't leave room for creativity. Yeah. So the first action of my week is to write down in categories, all of those things that need to get done. And, and like you said, it's, there's a specific place in the planner to do all that. And we have it broken up into categories. But when I have it all written down on paper, I don't have to remember it up here. And that leaves me space to think about story. And, and that because I need to be thinking about story all the time in order to, you know, start getting it out. Right. And so, so it, so that's the first tip is that writing it all down, getting it all out and, and categorizing it into different categories will help you leave have space in your brain right the second tip that that i use or that i do with my week is that then i i use something called power blocking and power blocking is this idea that that well for me i don't multitask well i have to do one thing at a time i can do many things over the course of the day i just have to do them one at a time right so when i like to be fully present when i'm doing whatever it is i'm doing if i'm having dinner making dinner i'm fully present if i'm you know whatever it is so so in order to do that i have to create blocks of time where i can be fully present in those blocks of time because once i when i focus i create energy in that you know, focused thing and I can do all the things, you know, whatever. And I'm not like looking at Facebook or, you know, whatever. So power blocks is the idea that you divide your day into big chunks of time or small chunks of time, but that each chunk has its own assigned activity. So what I, what I like to do is I like to take my, look at my week and I like to say, okay, I'm going to break down. First thing I do is I write in my writing blocks. Where am I going to write this week? Now, having um, what I try to do is I look at my whole week and I say, okay, and I put in my appointments first because obviously you have to have your appointments, right? But then after that, I take my blocks and I say, okay, I'm going to write in these sections here. Now, the key here is is that I leave some white space. So I leave blocks that are blank. So, you know, I might have a, like, I like to do marketing days on Mondays and I do like a teaching day on Thursdays. And then I, but then I work in my writing blocks in there as well. And I have like family time or whatever. But if you have white space in your calendar, what happens when, I don't know, your mother calls and she needs to have a conversation with you for an hour or your daughter calls <laughs> or, or suddenly the, you know, something happens that you have to deal with, right? Yeah. Well, instead of letting it like destroy your life, you take one of your white spaces and you switch it over into that space that was going to be your marketing time or your, you know, writing time. And you take that writing time and you switch it over here. Uh-huh. So now what's happening is that because you put white space in your life, you can say, well, if you don't have any emergencies, you can say, well, I can write or I can get a massage or I can go for a walk or I can clean my house or I don't know, whatever in that time, but you've made it free so you can move stuff around. And so, and I've been doing power blocking since I was a missionary in Russia because I would be, you know, going through my day and I'd have homeschool time and shopping time and all the rest, but then I'd have people drop by. And it was really important that I spent time with those people. And so I had to 
I had to, you know, make sure that I had that. So I started power blocking to allow for me to have time with those people and be fully present with them, but still not sacrifice some of the other activities of the week. So, so that's, yeah. So that's the second thing I do. I write it all down, power block my time, put it all into the power block so I can see when it'll get done. And then the last thing is, is I don't panic. I just show up (laughs) to do what I need to do on that day knowing that I've got it all kind of planned out for the week. So I don't look at Friday and go, Oh, I better, you know, I have to do my banking on Friday, but well, I want to do it today anyway. And if I do do that, I'm just going to swap those two things out, but I don't panic about, well, is that going to get done? I say, yes, it will. I'll show up, I'll show up on Friday and I'll do the work. So that's another way to sort of, as a writer say, okay, how am I going to fit this into my life? Because I think a lot of times writers say, I know writers that say, oh, I have to write 100,000 words, and they think they're going to get it all done in the next week. They're, they're like, they see the pressure, and they, they're like, well, let's start writing, you know, and then they, they panic because they haven't reached their goal in a day. Well, you're not going to do that, right? You have, to, you have to set up your writing times and show up and write your words, and eventually you'll get it all done. But it doesn't have to, you don't have to panic if you don't have your 100,000 words written in a week. You just keep writing. But also, as my last point, is that doing your power blocks and knowing when you're writing, you're going to write and how, how many words you're going to write in each power block lets you know when your deadline is. You now know, I will finish the book on this day. And having deadlines and having, and, and you know, being able to finish your story and, and produce your story, whether it's traditional or indie, allows you to turn your book in and allows you to get paid, which then means you can eat. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> good. So a lot of writers, and I know writers, like even like Seed of the Panthers, which is fine, they, they don't know when their book is going to end. And, and so what happened, I've known writers that are best-selling writers that take a year uh, past their deadline to get their book in. And I'm like, well, who feeds you for the year? They're like, well, my wife. And I'm like, wow, okay, good thing you've got a patron, you know, but, but if you, you know, you don't get paid that way, you don't, you know, so you, it's not, you can't run it as a business. At that point, it's a hobby, not necessarily a career, right? So you've got to make sure that you can meet those deadlines so that you can get, you can get production out there and going back to the quality, quantity, quickness, you know, you actually have then uh, uh, books that you're selling on a regular basis that then feed you. So it's, it's, you know, so write it down, power block it, don't panic, show up, do the work, then, and, and then eat. <laughs> and <get> yeah. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> yeah, celebrate. That's it. So, okay. Yeah. That is really interesting. One of the things that I was um, thinking about from, from before I even started my contract job at, at Massive, um, which was fabulous, lasted nine months, ended last week, um, or by the time this comes out, I guess it'll have been almost two weeks. Um, the whole time I was thinking, how can I take the things that I'm doing at work and bring them back to um, my writing work, my, my writing, podcasting, teaching work. And so I'm just listening to you going, well, that's kind of the way you have to schedule your day when you're at work. I have meetings here and here. I could schedule a massage at lunch on this day, but on this day, we're going to have a lunch that's out, you know, and I can get to work an hour later on this day because I have to stay later anyway. And, oh, wait, this happened at a different day or that meeting was canceled. So, oh, I got extra time to do this other work. I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. Oh my gosh, this this is exactly what I was trying to like uh, hang on to in my brain to bring back home to do. 
Yeah, yeah. And that is, and that is, yeah, it's very similar because you have to have spaces of time to get stuff done when you're in the workplace. And now, and what we think is, well, we're at home, we have all this free time. Well, we really don't actually. <laughs> yeah. We have to structure our day as if we are working full time, which we are. Even if you're a stay at home mom and you're homeschooling your kids, you're still working. You know, the, the myth is, oh, you're staying at home, you do nothing. That is not true. You do more sometimes when you stay at home because your home is always there. You're working. Yeah. You, you know, so, yeah. so you have to treat it like, uh, you know, a job. And so even in the evenings, you know, like I power block time with family, you know, so that I'm like, you know, and, and that time, that time helps. And, and by the way, I also do my do not disturb my phone. I turn my phone on according to power blocks. So if I'm writing, my phone is on do not disturb and it just automatically goes on at such and such a time, or I can set it to go on, you know, whatever so that it's, I have, uh, so that I'm not disturbed during that time. And then if I do get calls, it goes to voicemail or whatever. And I just pick it up after, um, after when I'm free to do, go do it. So that helps a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. So note for people who are um, Mac users, uh, there's actually a do not disturb function the same. It's on an iPhone on your Mac too. So you can oh. say do not disturb and all of those pop-ups that say you have mail or you have an appointment or whatever won't come up also. So. Oh, that's oh. nice. That's a good <laughs> trick. That's a really good trick. And now, if there's people who don't like to write things on paper, I know a lot of people are very happy to have it on um, any kind of digital platform or whatever. So <clears throat> there are some things that I found to be very useful, very useful in my digital calendar, mostly reminders, which I then have to remember if I turn to my computer and do not disturb, none of your reminders are going to pop up. So make sure you turn it back off again. <laughs> right, right. But um, there's a program that I've been using on and off for probably five years called Asana. It's A-S-A-N-A. -A -A oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I found a way to like do a total brain dump of, so you and I have moved around the world a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things that need to be on your to-do list when you're doing that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Or if you're, you know, a military family or, you know, lots of reasons why people have uh, occasional periods of, oh my gosh, the overwhelming to-do list. What I found with Asana was that I could create one master list that was then categorized. And every time I thought of anything that had to do with marketing or, or my website, I could just dump it into that category. Then I could um, prioritize by just moving things up and down on the list. Um, what was the most important thing that I had to do in marketing, in writing, in moving, in, um, you know, bill paint, whatever my categories were. That's cool. That's yeah. a great idea. Then you don't have to keep the, So it's kind of a master task list. Yeah. And you could actually then, you know, on Mondays, when you go to do your weekly list, you could look at, you could pull that up and say, is there anything on the master task list that I want to transfer into today, this week's list, you know, and then you could, you could, have, you could eventually sort of tick away at it as the master. I do that in Evernote. I have a master task, task list in Evernote. Oh. And then I just, you know, I, I just delete off of it, but you're right. It's a marketing task list. And I just like put up ideas there and then I kind of go and say, do I want to add that to my actual list? And so that's, that's a great idea. That's cool. Okay. Now, I'll check now, it out. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that idea. I'm going to take my master list and decide what my weekly tasks are because I haven't done that yet. Yeah, because I think that you could like chip away at it. Like, like one of the things is, you know, we have we have downloadable um, sprint sheets on um, on the on our website on our planner site. And so when you buy the planner, you get the you can get into the downloadable stuff. And anyway, a sprint sheet is sort of like this is the task, and these are all the or this is the 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 goal, 
and then these are the things that are associated with the goal and then it, it and then your sprint sheet is sort of like your master sheet and then you just transfer over every week what you're going to get done and so that you can get your sprint done so anyway it's very similar to that so i love that idea that's it's a it's i've been kind of doing that like when i do in our house remodel i did that you know sort of like chip away every week at something and so yeah yeah cool yeah there you go, guys. See, tip. <laughs> yeah yeah because um i have to say that that Asana master task list was something like six pages long, you know, regular U.S. letter printed, in, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was very long. And sometimes I forget, I no, I would go so far as to say I definitely hit a wall of forgetting that I don't have to do all of the tasks in any of the categories or even one task from every category. I could just pick a few and then it would be more than, done than not picking any of them because the list was too long. <laughs> Yeah. And you don't have to do it in order either. A lot of times we're like, oh, we have to do this in order. But what if you really want to do this down here? You know, and so it's like you, you chip away at your list, but you pick and choose sort of the menu items of what you want to do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can do it in order, but you don't have to. So, yeah, I love that idea because it's then you, you sort of and then I don't know about you, but I, I think of an idea and then after a while it gets old and I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that. So sometimes it's, let it, it's good to let it put it on the list and let it think, you know, it's like, do I, you know, do I really want to do that or not? Yeah. So just let it simmer for a little while, right? So, yeah. I like that. There's a lot more freedom in asking the question. I have, I think that I have been looking at the list going, crap, this is all the stuff I have to do, but I don't actually have to do very much of it. I mean, it's all my choice, right? Right. You could say, <laughs> what do I want to do? What brings me joy? It's like looking at your closet. Uh, you know, they have these, you know, these the cleaning things where you're like, okay, take everything out of your closet. What I do is I'm like, take just the stuff you like. I'm going to look at my closet. I'm going to grab all the things I like, put that on the bed and then take all the rest of it and off it goes, you know, and I do that every once in a while. I'm like, okay, I've got 30 dresses. What seven dresses do I like or whatever? What 10 dresses? Okay. Yeah. The rest are going. You know, and that way I'm only keeping the stuff I actually like instead of saying, do I like this enough to keep it? You know, no, which yeah. ones do I like? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I bought this at Banana Republic and that's really an expensive dress. I should just wear it again. Right, right, right. Instead of going, does this, it's just taking up, it's more, it's taking up more clutter in my closet than, than the joy that it would bring and wearing it. And do I really like it that much? And okay, yeah. just assign, just tell yourself, all right, I bought this dress to bless somebody else. Off yeah. it goes. <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> well, Speaking of giving yourselves, you know, giving yourself a, a reason, I have to say what a joy it was for me to be thumbing through the 2020 planner and get to the last page because oh, yeah. of the joy, and you can see yes. your stickers, so many stickers. Yes, we were, I, we were like, how do we make a planner? When, here's what I love about this. I love this. The, this is the little elastic band, right? Yeah. But the stickers are fun because, you know, we, it's, I do. I love the, the whole idea of I'm going to put a sticker on here. And, I, and, and let me tell you a little bit about the stickers and, and not just as a, not just, let me tell you about the purpose behind some of the stickers. So there's something called sacred rest. So you were talking about burnout, right? Mm -hmm. And I was talking about, so there's, there's two elements to helping with burnout. The one is working in your values and your joy, right? Because we're like, if we love what we do, you know, this sort of thing, that'll help with, with burnout. But even in that, sometimes we're like, oh, it's just too much. I love, you know, this, but I'm just exhausted. It's probably because you don't have enough sacred rest in your life. And sacred rest is the inputting of things that are, you know, putting back into your life in a specific way 
the things that go out of your life, right? So um, for people like you and me who are communicators, we probably need people to communicate to us. We need people to input into us. So we do that through conversation, social things, but also books, um, things like that. And, and what happens is that because we're always so busy, we don't build in time for sacred rest. And there's a lot of different kinds of sacred rest. There's physical sacred rest where, you know, it's where you're, you're, you're using your body and, and you know, that you can deplete things, but there's like a walking, um, you know, everything like massage, uh, you know, taking a bath, which I do every night and I love um, <laughs> yoga, but also a physical strenuous activity. Sometimes we do need to do that for, to get like some energy out or whatever. So there's physical, there's social rest where it's actually either, withdrawing if you had too much or or drawing too. sometimes we need to have right the right people in our lives speaking to us right yeah. um it might be sensory rest where you have too much stuff going on and you just need to sit in quiet yeah um there's uh mental rest mental rest is something where you're like you've got all the stuff going on and we talked a little bit about putting it out but there's also mental rest in other ways where you have thoughts that plague you and things like that. And there's some techniques on getting rid of those. And so anyway, so we have stickers for all of these. There's, there's others as well. Let's see if I'm looking here. There's um, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual rest. So a lot of times spiritual rest, like we could do, 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 you know, for people of faith and we are involved in our, our local communities, our churches, synagogues, you know, mosques, whatever we could sometimes output too much there too. Sometimes we have to soak in. Right. Um, and then there's creative rest and creative rest. It sounds weird for, especially for creatives. We're like, well, we're constantly creative. When you create in one area for your profession, you can have burnout. You need to create in other ways. So for me, one of my creative rest elements is actually home decorating. I love DIY and home design. Wow. And so for me, I love to, to try new things. I create stuff. I, you know, like, I don't know if you can see it, but there's my, 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 my fireplace, which but, well, currently has a little piece of paper over it because I was writing in there and that's my little cheat sheet. But like I redid my fireplace. That was just a creative rust thing for me to do. Wow. Like creatives need to create in other ways not their main creative way in order to get rest. So like I have a friend who makes, who does stamping note cards. I have another friend who, who paints. I have friends who do floral design. I have friends who, you know, just all sorts of different things. And, and we need to create, it's part of our inner being, right? But when you create all day for your profession, you need to create in other ways to get creative rest. So, so there's a creative rest assessment in the planner, which I really like. And it's something you should take a lot, like, like maybe once a month okay. and see where you're lacking and then make deliberate attempts to put creative or uh, sacred rest back into your life. And, and so again, that the planner is, I, you know, the planner is just a tool for you to like remind yourself, oh, I need to do these things, but you don't have to have a planner to say, I need to, there's actually a really great book out called Sacred Rest. So I got a lot of the stuff from the Sacred Rest book, although I refined it and put it, my twist on it and things like that. But it's, you know, the idea of putting Sacred Rest back in your life is really important. So I think that, you know, we're always looking for balance and actually, I think the Swedes have a great word for balance. I can't think of it right now. It's like la pata or something like that. I'll think of it. Yes, it's I've a, heard this word. Uh, I don't yes. know. It's it's this it's this idea of balance, right? Not too much of not too little of one thing, not too much of one thing, but balance, right? Yeah. So I think we're always looking for that balance and and trying to figure out okay. And so so values, 
sacred rest. Those two things can kind of be bookends. And then the rest of it is like tools to manage those two elements in your life. Right. Yeah. That's kind of, I'm old enough to figure it out, (laughs) not figured out, but I'm moving that direction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, I am feeling so blessed right now. I, I have, I have had moments of thinking, man, when is this burnout thing going to end? And then you know, a couple of friends who are also around my age, you know, uh, early fifties been like, Kitty, are you sure it isn't, you know, that other thing? I'm like, Oh, I don't talk about those things. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it, but I'm like, okay, secretly, I'm going to have to look into that other thing and see you know, whether or not hormones play a part in some of the things that are going on inside my head, heart, mind, body, everything right now. Yeah. Too. Um, but it's got me thinking that, um, like there are some answers there to some of the problems that I've been sharing with people on the podcast. The whole idea of the creative rest that mm-hmm. like basically mind blown because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yes, there got to be a point when I was really beginning to think I was losing my mind where I was like, I just don't want to write anymore. I want to draw. I don't know how to draw, but I just want to draw. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Not realizing that that actually was the answer to you know, part of the question. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yay. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, we think, oh, I just need to get away for a little while or, and actually that's what vacations often do for us as they pull us away. But the reality is we can't take a vacation every week. We have to figure out how to pull away on a regular basis, but also then how to re-engage in the right things. And so it's like, you, you, you can't go back to the same dark cell that you were in before. You have to figure out how can I find value out of that? And, and, you know, so yeah, so it, it, and our bodies change. I do have to say that our yeah. lives change, our bodies change, our rhythms change. We have to work with that as well. I, I was, I was moving, like I said, I was moving this weekend and I was so exhausted and I picked up this box of books and my son who's, who's 23 and was a football player and super strong. He's like, mom, why are you carrying that heavy box? There are a thousand other tiny things for you to carry your lamps, lampshades, you know, little things. Why do you choose the heavy box? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's because in my mindset, I was I a was young 25-year-old that could hip, lift the heavy box, and why shouldn't I? Right. But I'm not a young 25-year-old anymore, and the other things still need to get done. And maybe I just say, I'll leave the heavy stuff for the strong people, and I will do the lighter stuff. So I started doing that. But it's, it, it's a kind of a metaphorical question, because why do I need to carry the same things at the age of 53 that I did when I was 25. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Right. Maybe my life looks different and that's okay. Yeah. Maybe I need more time to do this, that, and the other thing. And I can't do all the things that I used to do because I'm not as strong. doesn't mean that I'm not as strong in other, I'm stronger in other ways. I'm just not as strong physically or whatever it is. So, so maybe we just say different season of life adjustments and those are okay. Yeah. You know, that's a great segue into one of the things that I wanted to comment on that you mentioned earlier, which was, um, you know, when you should check in to see how you're doing. And one of the things I love about this year's planner, and I see that it's in next year's too, that I I can't remember if that's one of the things that's exactly the same or slightly different, is at the end of every month, it's like, how did this month go? And I think, isn't there a, how did this quarter Mm -hmm. go at the end of every quarter? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. And I love that as a, it's sort of, again, that exercise of, we're going to sit down, we're going to take a a moment. And again, if it's not there, I mean, you don't have to do it. But for me, if it's, if I turn the page and it's like, reflect, oh, 
I need to reflect. I better sit down and do that. You know, it's like, yeah. I wouldn't do it unless it was there. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and because you had turned the page and it's there before you just start the next month, it's like, and so, yes, there's a monthly reflection and a quarterly reflection, which is a little bit different. You know, you have your monthly reflection that talks about what happened that month and what you loved. And you have like your, the challenges, the victories, what your inspirational thoughts were. And then some other things like books that you read and things like that, that just kind of help you go, oh, look what I did this month, you know, kind of list your accomplishments, right? And I think this is a way for you to kind of look at your month and say, look at all the good things I did this month, right? Yeah. But then your quarterly is like, am I still on track with my values? Am I still doing what I want to do? Am I still, you know, you know, and, and where's my sacred rest and all of this and having some of those assessments, I think is really important. So, you know, again, do you need a planner to do that? No. Is it a reminder that you should? Yes. And so that's yeah. kind of how, how I do it. And I do think it helps to, because your life changes and, yeah. you, know, you know, when and we go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and like, I can't believe I'm two weeks into the next quarter already. It doesn't cross my mind. Oh, it's the end of the quarter. Like in my time management class, I suggest these are things you might want to check monthly and these are things you might want to check quarterly. But even for me, even though I like have been teaching a class with this in it for over a dozen years, if I don't put it on my calendar, I'm not going to remember. So yeah. I love that it's written down. Like you said, I can turn the page and go, oh, right. It is the end of a quarter. <laughs> It, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, again, it's just a checklist. It's just like, okay, same, same with story crafting, right? You're like, you write your story. Now I need to make sure I have all of these things in it, you know, and you kind of go and you look and you, you, you kind of make a checklist to make sure. It's, so it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. I was going to say something about how, um, oh, so when I was going through the cancer thing, I had a month of radiation, right? So radiation takes a lot of your time and energy out of you. You go every day and it kind of saps your life. It's like getting a sunburn for a month and it's not oh. super fun. But, but wow. what happens is that for a month afterwards, you're really tired, right? So I was super tired and I couldn't figure out why because I'm like usually a zesty get up and go kind of girl, you know, do all the things. And I would talk to my doctor. She's like, you're still recovering from radiation. You have to allow yourself some moments of being tired if you have to take a nap during the middle of the day and i'm like oh, a nap in the middle of the day what? <laughs> you know, cats, what, do, what say you you know and so but i started to do that and it really did help during that season and so my my point was is that at the end of every quarter you say okay what is the season i'm going into and what are the reasonable expectations? And I think what happens is we beat ourselves up if we don't get all the things done. But yeah. rather, if we took a look at our lives and say, what is reasonable for me in this season of my life? You know, what, and a lot of times it's not just what's reasonable for me. How about turning it around and saying, okay, you be the adult and you say it to, your, to yourself or you be the counselor and say, what's reasonable for you, Kitty, in this time of your life or you, Susie, in this time of life? Oh, yeah, this is what I would say to Susie in this time of her life, you know, or whatever. And so then it kind of gives you permission to sort of say, okay, this is what my life's going to look like this quarter, and it's okay, right? I don't have to produce as much, or maybe I just, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so, so allowing yourself not to necessarily be all the things that you think, but rather be realistic and say, this is okay to, to, to do all these other things or whatever. So, yeah. All right. Well, now you've got me thinking about other things because I, I love planning out all the things. And again, I, I say this in the, in the time management class too. If there are things that you know are going to happen, like you're going to have a birthday, the people you love are going to have a birthday. And if you're a birthday party person, then you know that's going to happen. And it's going to take time to 
plant it and buy stuff for it. Even if it's very small, you're still going to have to make the cake and buy some presents and wrap them. And whatever you do, even if it's very little, it'll still take more time than just the two hours of going out to dinner or whatever. But one of the things that um, I finally really feel like I I have a handle on now in Sweden is I've been here for two summers. So just a year and a half, but two summers. And now I know that from the fourth week of June till the second, third, maybe fourth week of August, I should not ask anyone to file any government paperwork or to, or, or I should not try to do anything that is purposeful and that I need some paperwork soon because Sweden goes on vacation, like the whole country. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we learned that in Russia, too. You never ask for anything in August. Uh, like August is gone. And in China, you never ask for anything in September. Like, you know, just don't ask for them to ship you anything. September is out. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And here it's July. So, but, you know, some people go on vacation a week early. Some people go later. So we're talking August. And I realized that really I shouldn't count on August either. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. also people who um, have kids who are going to be home during the summer, that's going to change their schedule. So there's a lot of things that we can look yeah. at and go, oh, wait, I know that's going to change my schedule and I can plan my blocking around it. Right, right. We have a, something called a time template that we, and I've always, I've done time templates for 25 years, but, but it's, but I do a new time template every quarter because then, because it's going to change. Like you said, oh. summer is going to look different. I'm going to have different times. So yeah. And, and time template is simply like a general look at my week generally for them. You know, what, what, you know, like Mondays are marketing, Tuesdays are writing, you know, whatever it is. So. Yeah. And you have one of those in the planner too, right? I do. I do. Okay. And so, and, I, and, a, and a class on how to do that. So as a segue, I just want to say that, that um, a lot of these tips and tricks that we've talked about are actually in a course that comes with the planner because I would never really expect people to be like oh I mean it's fairly intuitive the planner itself and it has some instructions on the front but if you want to dive deeper a lot of these techniques are you know are I have like a little 10 minute class segments that teach you how to do you know power blocking how to do weekly time template how to do sacred arrest how to do you know so so you have sort of like a guide so to speak yeah. and how to how to get it done and I just think it's really important to Oh, utilize, I mean, it's sort of like reading the instructions. You got a bike, you can put the bike together. Generally speaking, you know what a bike looks like. But if you did these, if you followed these instructions, it would make it easier, right? Kind yeah. of like your oven, you, you know, you know what an oven looks like. But if you use the instruction manual, you'll, you'll actually be able to use it well. So, so yeah. it kind of, it's that kind of thinking. Awesome. I love it. And then one of the other things, I just keep thinking of more things that are in this planner. This is why, like at first I was overwhelmed last year, even though I'm like, I'm going to buy it. I'm just going to jump in because it, it might be just what I need. But I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, it's so much. But then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm probably rarely going to do meal planning because, um, yeah, John's like, I don't know. I'll let you know what I'm hungry for when I'm hungry for it. <laughs> I mean, right. we're, we're a little bit more that way and we don't have kids. So in a way, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but there's some other things like I was like, oh, there's a little section where um, you can write in things that you want to remember to do um, however many days a week that you need to do them. And for me, one of them is water my plants. That's a great idea. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that. I totally need to write that in. That's yeah. a super idea. Yeah. Because otherwise I forget. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. I, no wonder that now my yeah. plants won't die because of you, Kitty. That's it. <laughs> 
And I have to say that the uh, the fact that you have the Monday through Sunday little um, letters at the top of the columns, it's, it's this cute little, it's just a little tiny box at the bottom of the page. Um, but the other thing that has saved my plants has been you've saved them from overwatering because I can be like, oh no, I, I already watered this on Monday, so I'm not going to water it again on Friday. I've got to wait until at least like Sunday or Monday. Oh wait, now I forgot to water this plant until Wednesday, so I better wait until at least next Wednesday before I water it again. That is a great idea. I love that. You could you could take one of the stickers and designate it as your water planting watering sticker now this year, and you could like put it in there and be like, "This is the watering sticker." I love that. What what awesome. I use the daily menu for is I'm in the same boat you are. My husband's like food what, and um and so what I write it as my calorie count. So I like write down, I use it as my food log. So I write down what I did eat and sort of my calories. So I can kind of track sort of what I'm eating. Not everybody likes to do that, but I kind of like to write down what did I eat every day. So um, it's just a weird thing to have it. Nice. But I, it's, but instead of the menu, I have it. I just keep track of it right there. It's yeah. Kind of helps. But, but yeah. So, it's, and this is one of the things that I like about this planner. I've tried lots of them um, and lots of them are good. Um, yeah. But everybody has a different way of thinking, a different way that they look at and organize things in their life. I like that every single thing is in the same planner because I also have a tendency to be out of sight, out of mind, which is why I'm a piler. Everything is in a pile because if it's in a pile, then I can still see it. If I put it in the filing cabinet, who knows when I'll look at it again. <laughs> You know, I agree with you. And I, one of my field things is that I like to see what I've accomplished. I'm one of those yeah. people that I don't know about you, but I keep my planners from every year. So I like to look through and see what did I do? What did I accomplish? What were my thoughts? And so for me, having it all in one place where I can put my, my inspirational thoughts or my gratitude, my task list, my daily journal. And, and I have a girlfriend that uses the planner, but she uses it as instead of tell, instead of writing the power block, she actually writes in her planner what she did every day. Because she would, she likes to have a rhythm, and so she'll say, "I did this, this," and it kind of separates her day. So, in the morning, I did this; in the afternoon, I did this; in the evening, and so she uses it as a daily journal, which is kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Um, but now she started thinking through her, excuse me, her days and power blocks. But one of the things I also love is is word count. So, like for me, I don't know about you, but I love to know how many words I wrote that day. Me and too. so for me, I'm like, I have to write down my word count so I can add it up and be like, this week I wrote 24,386 words. Whoa! You know, yeah. I, I just need to do that. So for me, that's, that's a big part of it. So I think that, you know, uh, you have to design your life the way you work. Everybody works differently. And and, you know, the planner, of course, is just a tool, but you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to get my work done? How am I going to get my, my, how am I going to live my life? And for me, that was a big thing when I first started writing. I'm like, I got to, I'm going to be a writer, a mom, a, a wife in my community and, you know, do all of these things. How am I going to work all of this without losing my mind? Yeah. And, and for me, having a organized system to put it all together helps me not panic and helps me say, okay, it's all going to get done. And here's where I'm going to be present. And, and how am I going to meet my deadlines and these sort of things. So however you use a, this planner or any other planner, the idea is simply to choose it, you know, choose your life according to your values, put sacred rest into it, be fully present in the tasks that you're doing list your accomplishments so that you can cheer yourself on, you yeah. know, list your gratitude so you can be grateful for all that, that, that is happening in your life. 
Um, and then, you know, there's some little other things that you can track that are important to you, depending on where, who you are and whatever. But I think if we do this sort of thing, we can kind of look back on our day and say, I don't have any regrets for this day. This is, yeah. I live this day according to who I am. And if tomorrow I should, you know, if I go to bed and I don't make it to the morning, I can still say today was a good day. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. if it's, a, even if it was a hard day, you know, I handled it rightly. I did the best I could. And, right. and I, I just feel like sometimes these, these words of encouragement to yourself help you to live life in a way that is victorious. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're that kind of personality, colorful st stickers help. <laughs> 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 because at a glance, you don't have to read anything. At a glance, you could be like, well, I have six stickers. That means I accomplished at least six things. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> next year, we'll need to have like, we need like, good job, way to go, you're awesome. I'll have to, we'll have to incorporate some of those stickers in. <laughs> okay, and for everyone who's listening, I actually do need and use those stickers. I bought some in the, um, in the teacher section at the back of, uh, office Depot or Office Max or one of the office supply stores. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So go to wherever good teachers job. buy their smash my faces and stuff and find the ones that say, excellent, good job. <laughs> I, just, I just wrote that down. That's a great job. I'm going to totally do that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, just like picking up. It's, I know. It's like, a, it's like a kindergarten thing that stays with you your whole life. Look, I got a sticker that says I'm awesome. Yes. Exactly. That's really great. That's hey, you really know what? Great. Whatever motivates you. I know. I, I'm totally writing this down right now. This is really good. Get stickers <laughs> from the teacher's section. So that's that's awesome. great. <laughs> Listen, so. there is um, so much information in the last 45 minutes. I'm really super excited. Um, we could get, go on, but I think we've really given people um, a great idea, not only of what your planner does, but of all sorts of things that they can be thinking about. How is the best way that I can plan my year next year? Right. Not just, and this is what I always used to teach, not just to get as much done as you can or get more done than last year, but to get the best things done, the right things done, including having a healthy, peaceful, joyful mindset. Yeah, right. Because you know what? We don't want to, getting stuff done is, is good, but only if it matters to you. Right. Like you don't have to get all the things done. You just get the stuff done that that you need to get done for your values and your goals. Right. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to. I think there's a lot of freedom in saying I don't have to do all the things. I just have to do the important things. Yeah. And then you've got to figure out what's important to you. Yeah. Right. So the important, you know, my important things are going to be different than your important things. But all of them are equally valuable. Right. Yeah. And so just let's figure out what those important things are, move towards that. And then, you know, allow yourself the, the rest you need and to, to, to replenish your life and to do those important things, you know? So yeah, awesome. I just, no one ever, I always think about the people that, that pass away every year, like, like Luke Perry passed away this year, you know, whatever yeah. these people that pass away and you're like, okay, would I, you know, is it an unfinished life or a finished life? Right. And so I think that, living according to your daily values is a way to finish well, you know, and you may still have unfinished things, but you, you finish, you end up finishing well. Right. Yeah. And so not that this, we're talking about the end of life here, but you know, it's just like living in peace, I guess is, is the way to 
Yeah. For driven for driven people like writers and entrepreneurs, <laughs> living in peace is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going yeah. To bed without going, oh, I didn't get the things done today. You know, like yeah. That's a hard thing. So And you and I are talking mid-October 2019, but um, you know, around December, people are really gonna have some stressful thoughts about I didn't get the things done this year that I wanted to get done. And I think that it's important to keep in mind that um Again, for a certain mindset of people, you will never get everything done. Right. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. And you can't change the past. You can only change the future. So if it is December and you're wondering, oh, how could I have been so blind? Like, just fine. Figure out what you did right, things that you need to change, and then figure out how you can change them for the next year. Yeah. And I also think that you, that we say, well, what good things did I accomplish? I mean, I, you know, a lot of times we focus on all the things we didn't do, but, but maybe flipping that over and saying, look at all the things I did do. Right. Yes. And I, I, I love, so we have an end of the year review in the planner that, that does that. What did you accomplish? Because yeah, I mean, I could think about all the things I didn't get done and all the, you know, I don't make new year's resolutions. Um, I, I have value based goals, but I don't have resolutions, but I do have, but I think, oh, I didn't get this done. But I look, oh, but this is what I did. And I think we just need in this life more encouragement. Yes. Like we, we, just need, we just need to say, I, I lived this year well. I blessed other people. I ministered to my family. I made money enough to eat. I have a house over my roof over my head. You know, I am still alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is all good stuff. And I, I just, I, I, I our world is a very prior, a very task-driven world. And maybe it's not always about the tasks, but rather the things that are accomplished because of the tasks, right? So, I, we, so we remodeled our home this year. This was a big deal. We worked very, very hard. Why did we do that? So that at Christmas time, we could bring our whole family together and celebrate our time together, celebrate our relationships. And we wanted to have a space in our home to bring everybody together and to have a, a comfortable space to do that. It's not a big house, but it, now it has space. Okay, that's why we worked so hard. Did yeah. we finish it? No, but did we make it so that we could, you know, so that's the reason. So I think that looking at it as in those intangibles gives us a sense of, yeah, this is good. I live this life and this yeah. is a good life. And, oh, yeah, so. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So Susie May, you have a lot of novels. You have a lot of nonfiction. You have classes. You've got the planner. Where are the best, easiest places for people to find out more about the things that we've talked about that they are sure. interested in? Um, okay, so our, our website is mybooktherapy.com, and that'll bring you to a, a, a blog called learnhowtowriteanovel.com. And from there, you can find the planner. You can go to Novel Academy. Novel Academy is our school. We have weekly classes on Thursday nights that are called Pep Talks, and where we have teaching on different elements, whether it's writing or business or whatever. Um, it also brings you to the planner site, so you can learn about that. And there's some cool things that we're doing. And right now, actually, if you go to the planner website, if you are listening to this in October, until the end of October, we have ten dollars off the planner. If you go to the website, which is um, well, you can go to www.mybrilliantwritingplanner.com. But for everybody in Kitty's audience, we're also going to give away a free. This is a free daily um, planner, and so daily to-do sheet. And basically, it's a tear-off sheet that it's like a sticky. And you, it has uh, your your writing goal for the day, the, the, your power, or your three things that are you're going to accomplish. Your 
should do's, your would do's, or you want to do's rather, and then here's all your power blocks. And then it has some things at the bottom, like relationship, it's got a water tracker, different things like that. Anyway, uh, we're gonna give one of these away for all Kitty's audience in your planner for free. You just have to use the word Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, in your coupon code. So when it says coupon code, put the word Kitty in it, you'll get one of these free in your planner. Um, and that's for the whole year. So until the 2021 planners come out, you'll get that for the, with the 2020 planner. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, you know, hey, these are really helpful. I carry the, I, I, I tear, I make these and then I carry them around the house. I put them on the fridge and the mirror in the bathroom and you know, all the things. Nice. <laughs> but then um, also, if you want to look at my novels, um, uh, go to SusanMayWarren.com. And so and it's got all my books. So anyway, awesome. tell you, that's how you find us. Yay. Wow. Okay. As always, such a pleasure and so much great information. And let me just say, people, I have the planner. And the reason why I had Susie May on is because I think this is a great planner. Even if you don't use all the pages, there is an awful lot of stuff that is going to be useful to the way that you think. Probably... Um, Anyway, but you can, you can find out more about it. If you want to know even more details than what we already told you and showed you, you can find out more about it online or, you know, email me, I'll, I'll tell you, or, you know, um, there's probably a contact button on your pages so that people can ask yep, questions. Yeah, people can email me, uh, Susan at mybooktherapy.com or uh, you can write to the, I think it's Susan at my book, my brilliant writing planner.com. So, you know, feel free to, and then there's, a, there's actually on our webpage, it says, do you have a question about publishing? It's a big button. You can question, you can send that and you can ask me a question about publishing anything you want to know and I will answer you so that comes right to me and I answer that directly perfect and I've taken some of your classes and I love how encouraging and positive and motivational you are I mean basically everything you've been on this podcast is what I'm getting out of your classes which is why I just love um Oh, I love sharing you with my listeners, but I love being a member of your, your body of people. <laughs> oh, thank you. We do have an awesome, we have an awesome group and, um, and we have a lot of fun on Thursday nights. We all chat together and we encourage each other and this sort of thing. And it's a, it's a pretty big group and we have a, a select member that are, come on Thursday nights, but then you, you can always get the class afterwards. We always archive it and you can have it anytime and you can download it. I know people that they'll write to me, I listened to you in my car today. And I'm like, oh no, what did they listen to? And <laughs> but it's good. So yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, awesome. Appreciate well, it. we will probably talk to you more about um, writing and planning and all sorts yeah. of things later. But for right now, thank you so much for helping us get our new year planned. Oh, you're welcome, Kitty. Thank you so much. Thank you to your audience for listening. We appreciate you guys. And, uh, and remember, your, your life matters. Your story matters. And so take time to invest in it, the story you're reading and the, or the story you're writing and the story that you're living. So thanks for having me today. It's been great.